welcome to another episode of Live Brunch. Live Brunch. Live Brunch. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for joining us here on Live Brunch. It's great to have you along as we continue the conversation from our live stream that was this morning. Uh, I'm Matt. This is Chris. This is Tobes. Tobes being preached. I thought I'd go informal with the names this morning. I hope that's, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, I noticed. We've got to know each other over, over, the, uh, over the weeks doing Live Brunch. Um, Toby, Tobes, yes. you've been preaching to us uh, today uh, on, the, on, this, on the subject of God's covenant towards uh, Abraham, and we'll want to dive into that as well. Mm. We've got some questions. We love to have a conversation here, sort of grappling with the different aspects of it, uh, have a bit of dialogue, so we'll get into that as well. But as well as you asking us uh, questions from what you have heard today, we always like to give some, you some questions to discuss with your, your friends, family over the meal table, that sort of thing, um, about the message and how you can take what's been said and bring some application uh, into your life and maybe discuss it in your small group and things like that. So I'm just going to, that's the place that I'm going to start. Maybe we'll, we'll bounce out our conversation from that. So the first questions for our small groups and, and to think about this week, I've got three questions for you. Firstly, why do you think God made these promises to Abram rather than just do them? Why did he tell them at first, and you know, why do they make the promises rather than just do them? Secondly, are there things that you lack assurance about, and how is this passage helpful for you? And then, thirdly, what are the things uh, you're having to be patient and in faith about right now in your life? And why not, you know, share those things with others in your group, maybe pray for one another, that sort of thing. Let's start our conversation with that second question then. Are the things that you lack assurance about, maybe now or in the, in the past, and how have you found this passage helpful? Chris, do you want to start us off on that one? Yeah, sure. Um, I think throughout my life I've kind of struggled with the question of, am I good enough? And, um, and that's obviously kind of very self-centred. It's thinking about me, it's not mm -hmm. thinking about God. And, um, but this, what this passage shows us is that it's not about what I do. Abraham didn't have to do anything here. It was all God's initiative and it was all based on God's character and not mine. Mm. So I, I, yes, I do want to um, live out the Christian life. I want to walk the way of Jesus and I may fall and I may make mistakes, but in the end, his covenant with me isn't based on that. His covenant with me is based on his character, which is perfectly good. Yeah. So, um, so that means I just need to remind myself yeah. of that. Yeah, that's so helpful because I think, I mean, it's, it's a theme that's gone right the way through Abram's story that we've been looking at over these weeks, just about yeah. like having big promises, but like being confident or being confident in God. And I think mm. that's for all of us as Christians. Um, we are confident in God and they have moments that, oh God, where are you? That sort yeah. of thing, and doubting ourselves and that sort of thing. That's a very natural, normal Christian yeah. experience. Uh, but this passage points us back. Yeah, and I can just say that even when we get through on those things, it's not like that they forever leave us. They often mm. pop up again and it's just reminding ourselves of what we've learned about the word of God in those mm, moments. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. often not a once and for all thing that I never worry about that again. Yeah, mm. it may pop up, but... Go back to the word and what it says. That's right. Want to add anything on that one? No, I think that's spot on. We'll get into mm. it. Um, 
Often we like to do a topical question as well. We'll get into more of this, this passage and these kind of themes. But just before we dive right into that, um, yeah, I want to do some sort of topical questions, topical things that come up. And I guess a lot has, has come up uh, this week that, that we uh, could discuss. I think uh, Simon mentioned earlier about the situation uh, yesterday that many people watched live on television with Christian Eriksen in the, in the Euros, and that would be incredibly uh, distressing for people. And it's good to hear that he is uh, stable and, and doing doing better now. Uh, so the, the, there's that. There was, there was also, um, I don't know if you, you would have saw this, but something else that I thought we could have discussed uh, was uh, about this Massachusetts man swallowed by a whale. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, did you see that? I did week? see that. Maybe one to, to bring up with your kids. If you've ever uh, taught your, your kids about Jonah and the whale, and they thought, oh, that's ne- that can never happen. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Look that one up online. I thought that was a funny one. But I think the one I wanted to go for uh, today was the G- G7 leaders are meeting this week. And uh, so there's been a lot of talk about the issue of climate change. And uh, so David Attenborough has said this week, well, um, he has said, reported to have said that the G7 leaders face the most important decisions in human history. So that's, you know, big words, big words to say. So from a Christian point of view, what should our attitude to be towards climate change, that concern? How should we engage mm, with that? Yeah, uh, it's, it's a good question. I think that um, um, from the very beginning, um, humanity has been called to kind of be a, a steward uh, on the earth. Yeah. Uh, and that's to, um, well, to steward it, to, to, to bring life to it, to cultivate and to, uh, to, to, to not do the opposite, which would be to destroy and, and take lightly. Yeah, and uh, that's from God, isn't it? God said... That's the first right. people look after that's what right. I made. Absolutely. So that's that's God's that's God's will uh, for humanity, and and so we, we we should take that seriously and not just disregard that. I think um, <laughs> what uh, David Attenborough said. Um, it, it's Sir David Attenborough. Sir David Attenborough <laughs> said. Um, <laughs> You know, the most important decision in, in human history. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I wouldn't go so far, <laughs> not because it's not important, but I think the most important decision was Jesus coming down mm-hmm. from heaven to save this world and ultimately one day restore it to perfection in a new heavens and a new earth and where everything will be perfect. And again, that doesn't mean that we disregard this earth because, oh, well, we've got another one coming and heaven's going to come down to earth and we're going to live in peace forever. But at the same time, we need to understand that that is ultimately where all of history is going okay. and that cannot be thwarted or stopped. Yeah, do you think that that perspective that the Bible gives us about history... Does that shape the way we think about things like this in terms of like, well, if you, you know, you could have adopted the posture of, well, Jesus is coming back and he's going to make everything all right. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter about recycling or, you know, the day to day things. Is that like, what would you say to someone that said that as a Christian? Um, well, I, I wouldn't agree with that. I think, um, I mean, we could take, we could take, just go back, step back and, and just talk about our own bodies and looking mm. after our yep. own bodies, couldn't yep. we? And we don't say, oh, well, one day I'm going to be in heaven, so I'm not going to take care of my body. Um, mm, and I think it's the same thing, really, that um, God has given us our bodies to steward and he's given us this world to steward. And that's part of our responsibility. It's part of our exercising what the Bible calls dominion. It's about all those things and that we do have a responsibility but we also know that one day it's all going to be wrapped up Mm -hmm. but we don't know when that's going to be Mm -hmm. and so um yeah we have a responsibility in the here and now yeah Yeah. no i was was, yeah 
Because I think it's completely understandable. I, you know, one of the reasons I wanted to bring this up is because climate change, especially it seems with, with young people, it's a growing concern yeah. and very understandably so. But I, you know, even the language there, the most important decision in human history, I mean, he's saying that because I know a lot of people feel that and just um, that's a, a cause to devote your life to. It's very honourable in one sense to say this is what you're going to give yourself to and mm -hmm. we do latch onto these things as that. But at the same time, the gospel gives us a little bit of freedom to see that bit of perspective and see, you know, to actually, it, you're setting yourself up for a difficult task of thinking, if, if my life is all about protecting the environment, yeah. that's going to be disappointing at some stage. Now mm. we need to have, it's good to honour God with the way mm. that we look after the environment yeah. and all of us, I'm sure, should be doing more and yeah. we can honour God more by doing better on that front. Mm -hmm. um, I think but, there's something yeah. very interesting about when the people went into exile to Babylon. Uh, it talks about part of the reason for that was that the land had not had its Sabbaths, that the right. people weren't looking after the land. So I think that shows us that actually there is more to looking after this world that we live in as God's stewards yeah, yeah, yeah. than sometimes we think about. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Wow, great yeah. example. Thanks for that. All right, let, let's dive back into the Genesis 15 um, passage. Toby, you, you talked really well at the beginning about, like, the, it's weird. <laughs> it's a weird part of the Bible, but Abram would have thought that our culture and the things, some of the things that we get up to is yeah. weird as well. But for those people maybe who are getting used to the Bible and that sort of thing, mm. uh, reading it for the first time and come across weird passages like that, how, how do you help people navigate? Like, like, what do you do when you come across a, a weird bit? Like, what's that all about? Do you just kind of brush on, hope, hope it's not <laughs> yeah, that important, best. or where do, where do you go? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, it, it, you, I think that um, there's so much treasure in those weird passages. Okay. Um, there is so much, and when you do a bit of digging, like I said, you, you start to see new kind of colours and, 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 and aspects of God and what's going on here, and I think uh, one way that is helpful for me is um, uh, um, a study Bible. Very yeah, simply, yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's one of the best investments you'll make. Uh, yeah. Spending some money on a study Bible. I use one that's uh, an app on my phone and literally um, it's great. It just helps you break down, hey, this is what's going on here. Uh, and you just, you see new things. So I think that's a, a worthwhile investment. And I think with the Bible, like so often we can think like these these people are just, like, like I mentioned again in, in, the, in the message, like we think that they're kind of cavemen and women, like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, that we're, 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 we're better than them. Like we, we know we've advanced they're technologically, just ignorant, yeah. they're just ignorant. And actually there are people just like us yeah. doing things that we do, like a wedding ceremony. Like I said, that's the comparative. And you think, well, actually, and when you start to see it like that, you have uh, not just a warmth for the people, but you start to see actually what's true here in the Bible is true for all time, not just true back then and actually it's so incredibly relevant to today more so now more than ever perhaps so yeah that's yeah. really good that's really good and also let's we're, we're running out of time i yabbered on too much about climate change um the praying the praying aspect of it and, and the waiting aspect that's a key idea in this mm. in this passage mm. um here's a question why do we have to pray for something if we believe god already wants to give it to us i mean you referenced there about you know, asking, seeking, knock, knocking. That's what Jesus tells us to do. Mm, mm. But we're also saying Jesus is good. He knows us. He knows what we need. So why doesn't he just give it to us? Why does he ask us to, to pray for stuff? Like, mm. why should we? Yeah, I think it goes right back to kind of 
the beginning of everything in a sense. Like, why, why does God call us to steward the earth when he could just do it himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why does God uh, call us to, um, oh, <laughs> to you know, get married and go through the baby making process when he could just make babies himself? This has been a weird morning. Um, <laughs> yeah, he could just do it himself. Um, God help me. Um, and so, um, but, it's, but there is God calls us uh, to, uh, to join with him and partner with him in these yeah, things. So yeah, yeah. even though it's his will and he said, I'm going to do it, there's this kind of relationship. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an example that's been used many times, but if you have children or, or nieces, nephews, etc., and, um, you know, and you want to do some cooking with them or you want to play, you, you, it's easier to do it without them. They actually get a bit in the way, don't they? Mm -hmm. But um, mm -hmm. there is something about that relationship, that partnering together, let's do this together. No, no, do it like this, do it more like this. That builds this relationship. And more than anything, God wants a, a wonderful, unique um, relationship with each one of us through Jesus Christ. And so he calls us to join him in that endeavor of praying and asking and seeing answers to prayer. I think it's an expression of humility as well because I think if we just expect to do everything that God says he'll do mm. and I don't have to do anything about it that that can lead us into some kind of pride or even not caring about our actions or anything else but when we're daily bringing it to God remembering we're remembering who he is how great he is that he's the one who can do this and that I'm not mm -hmm. so I've, I think that's quite helpful yeah, too. yeah yeah that I guess being in the place of prayer is a place of dependence, isn't yeah. it? We're depending, mm. we're, uh, you know, working out our dependence on God, our trust mm. in Him, and that sort of thing. But actually, all of our life is, mm. but we forget, don't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so, prayer is a really good reminder of that. So, what what does it look like then to be patient, but also to wrestle? Because I guess that's one of the things that you, you talked about—the fact that it was years mm. between the promise and His, his Son. The baby-making process coming to fruition, <laughs> yeah, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> but so, so, what does that actually look like in the life of a Christian? Because I'm sure many people, like myself, have been praying for some something mm. to happen uh, or something to change, and gone through periods of really praying for it, being regular with it, and then being just disappointed or just yeah. forgetting or just neglecting it and that sort of thing. Um, I'm sure you guys have examples of that as well. I think that the key scripture on that specifically is Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12, um, which says, um, faith and patience mm. inherits the promise. And so to inherit the promise, to, to receive the thing that God wants you to have or you want to have is, requires this faith, which is this kind of um, uh, activity of asking and seeking and knocking, but this kind of active patience yeah. of understanding that actually God's got it in hand, that he's heard my prayer. And so I, I find that ones of us are, are usually good at one or the other, right? Some people yeah. are really good at faith. and like, God, give it now, Lord, that kind of thing. Um, I'm, I'm one of those. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and, some, and, and not so good at patience and get yeah, kind of yeah, discouraged yeah. and frustrated. And some people, on the other hand, of course, they're very good at patience. Oh, yeah, God, in his own time, case sera, sera, it will happen if he wants it to happen. And they're not praying and they're missing out mm. on all the good stuff that God is willing to give them. And I think um, <laughs> the Christian walk is the left foot and the right foot. Mm. It's the faith and the patience and the faith and the patience and perseverance persevering in faith and patience, not giving up, and not giving up through uh, lack of patience, but not giving up through the faith uh, as well. Oh, God's not done it. I've kept asking, he's not done it. Or I've kept being patient, and he, he's still not done it. But understanding both arms of this, I, I think yeah, it's key. Yeah. <clears throat> 
think a very practical thing to do is to write down what you're praying for and review it. And because I found that when, or when Rob and I do that, we find that there are things that have been answered that we haven't noted. Mm-hmm. You know, and to give thanks for those things. Yeah, yeah, and then totally. there may be things that stay on the list for some time and you might have an uh, impossible list, but I think that that helps with that. And I would say that, yes, we do keep praying, but it doesn't mean to say that we have to pray about it every single day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We can come back to it, you know, time and again, rather than always praying about it, because I think that can feed some kind of disappointment if you're always doing that but you know you've got the whole of your life not just one prayer haven't you there are lots Mm -hmm. of different things and actually just being thankful about just our daily bread coming to us that God's provided all that kind of thing I think is really helpful in that whole process Mm. of being patient because we see well look how much God's already given me I can wait a bit more for this I think sharing it as well when we're going through especially when it's more long-term things that we're wanting to see in our life or wanting or even feeling that God's you know, a sense of calling, you talked about that, and something that we feel God wants to do in our lives, but we're mm. not quite seeing it yet, actually mm. sharing that sense of vision, sense of promise yeah. with other people, because we're going to go through seasons of, I'm praying for this, and get weary in doing it, but actually knowing that friends, people that we've shared with, are also praying for us and mm. sort of can hold us up and, and keep praying for those things, even when we, we lack you know, the, the energy or whatever, the headspace mm. to, to do it ourselves. I think it's really important. We can really help, help one another in that. Totally. Can I just like zoom back a bit as well? Because we're sort of talking about prayer as if everyone knows how to do it. And I think prayer is a funny th- thing that when you talk to people about, like, how did you actually learn to pray? <laughs> we all have a little bit of a different story on it. Like some people might have been grown up in a Christian home, perhaps, mm-hmm. and got taught a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then perhaps even later in life, completely changed the way they pray. Like, so if we're speaking to people who are just starting out on this journey of prayer, like, how do we do it? Is it just mm-hmm. like, Hello, God, it's me. What, what do you do? Like, what do you do? What do you I think do with... it can be. I think yeah. it can be when you start. And I think, basically, prayer is talking to God. And yes. it doesn't have to have special words or special formula. It's about you being you with God. That's the first place to start. Mm. So even if you start saying, well, God, I don't know if you're there and I don't know how to pray. Is this how I'm supposed to do it? It's okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's okay yeah. to do, do that because mm. he knows us, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, but then we might learn through being with other people. Yeah. We might learn a bit more about how to ask for things. Mm. Um, we might want to use something that's more formulaic, like the Lord's Prayer. Okay. And it's quite a good idea, rather than just to keep reciting it, but just to think about all those phrases in there, like, okay. what does give us our daily bread mean? It means, you know, or it might mean I need a job, or it might yeah. mean I need some more money. Yeah. So those are kind of points mm. I might start so with. So you like use that as a structure? Yes. Yeah. 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 And so often we can be focused on praying as the objective, yeah. when okay. it's, it's never an objective. It's like if I wanted to speak to my wife, I wouldn't focus on the phone that I'm speaking to her through. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. the means. It's yeah. kind of, it's, it's nothing. It's, it's about, like relating. Christine said, relating to God, that dialogue yeah. with God. It's praying. Oh, I need to pray. It's praying. What even it's, no, it's about God and the uh, overall uh, pursuit of him and enjoyment of him. And I think 
like Christine said, trial and error. You know, you, 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 you know, my son, he is one and a half years old and he doesn't speak to me in perfect prose. I mean, and I don't say how, you know, you say I want the sugar. You know, you don't say that. You just, you just understand and, it, and any communication that my son gives me, any time he turns his head and looks at me and opens his mouth, it mm -hmm. fills me with joy. It's the yeah, best yeah, thing yeah. In, my, in my world other than Jesus, and um, <laughs> you know what I mean. And, and basically, God is like that. When just the, the glance of your eye, my lover, when we, when we glance at him, if we turn our hearts and say, do you know what, Lord, even with our feeble words, <laughs> ultimately, ultimately, even if you were the best prayer in the world, mm -hmm. Jesus is the one that's praying on your heart, behalf. It's still filtered through the lens of Jesus Christ. No one is ever going to have made it or arrived in prayer. And I think even if you are humble and you say a few words to God, God is looking down and smiling and he's, yeah. he's all ears saying, yeah, come on, more. I want to hear from you. He's not closed-minded to you. Thanks, Turbs. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Thank you for watching. That's all we've got time for today on Live Brunch. Hope you can join us as we continue next week through the Reboot series and we'll be into the next chapter, Genesis chapter 16. Hope you can join us for that. Send in your questions, we always like to hear them, and see you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye.